Good morning on this Wednesday morning. Those of you that joined us yesterday, this will be actually part two, a continuation on golden nuggets, food for thought, and for the imagination. We were talking yesterday about the table of showbread. Uh, quite a number of things that we covered pretty speedily. Uh, there's a lot of information, but I'd like to jump right in uh, today, and there's a couple of thoughts that we want to cover. Uh, the thought that the bread itself was made of wheat, uh, the seeds of wheat. And also, the second thought is that the participants that were partaking, in this case the, the priest, were actually partaking of a covenant meal also. Uh, we call it today the Lord's Supper as a reminder. Uh, we say, well... Uh, where was the wine? Actually, they had pitchers there. And it's understood by many that the purpose of those pitchers there was that they would celebrate eating that bread in the presence of the Lord uh, with wine. Of course, this would represent the Lord's Supper for us. And we do know that that is a place of communion, a place of fellowship. And of course, the process of getting there is entering through the gates, uh, celebrating with uh, thanksgiving and course uh, consecration at the brazen altar and any cleansing of sin or anything that defiles us uh, at the brazen labor and now we are inside the holy place of the tabernacle and there is where the priest partook of that bread as it was changed out every sabbath the bible says in matthew chapter 6 verse 11 give us this day our daily bread that could be both physical and spiritual. We find in the scripture that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every rhema that proceeds out of the mouth of God, every word. So we find in the book of Isaiah, in chapter 55, in verse 10, as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returns not there, but watereth the earth and maketh it to bring forth bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So notice it does two things. It's reproduced to provide seed to plant again, and then of course uh, uh, to make bread or crush to make food of whatever sort, in this case bread, uh, without leaven. In John chapter 12, uh, verse 24, Jesus said, basically he is that seed, he is that kernel, verily, verily I say unto you, except a corn of wheat, Fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. In this case, all of those that are partaking and eating of that bread at that time, the priest inside the holy place. Now, here is an interesting little story that will help us understand and uh, see this picture. It says in the book of Luke, chapter 24, verse 13, And behold, two of them went that same day to the village called Emmaus, which is from Jerusalem, about three score. And, of course, that very little uh, uh, place that they were going to was probably their place of residence, or, or that's where they were headed to coming from Jerusalem. And the story continues in verse 14, And they walked together uh, of all these things. <clears throat> they talked together of all these things which had happened 
that day, you know, concerning the resurrection of Jesus. They were reasoning among themselves, trying to figure out what in the world had happened. And in verse 15, it came to pass while they were communed together. They were trying to analyze this. They were trying to reason it out and reason that Jesus drew himself near and went with them. See, they had preconceived ideas and notions about what may have happened, how it happened. They just did not understand what was going on. And when Jesus appeared, it says in verse 16, but their eyes were holden that they could not know him. In other words, they could not see. Uh, for We could say for a moment there, they were spiritually blinded uh, to be able to recognize him in the person that he is. And it says in verse 27, Jesus began uh, uh, to expound, uh, starting with Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village uh, where they were going, and he made as though he was going to go further. Many times in our lives, we've got to understand that God wants to see where we are at. He knows all things, but this will show us where we are at. And many times, it's almost like if he was withdrawing his presence, which it can never be done, but we feel like, okay, he's going to go in one direction, I'm going to go in another. But all of a sudden, they hesitated and they constrained him. And this is what we should do when we come to that crossroad in our time and relationship with him on a daily basis. And they constrained him saying, abide, remain, stay, uh, dwell with us uh, for it is far uh, it is for it is towards evening and the day is far spent. And they went. And he went and he tarried with them. I love that. He went and he tarried with them. And it came to pass as he sat at meat with them. And he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. In verse 31. And their eyes were opened and they knew him. And he vanished out of their sight. Now here's something interesting. We find the fellowship and the communion with the Father and with Jesus in the book of 1 John and chapter 3. And as we walk in the light, the light of that lamp that was shining in the tabernacle. Remember, the walls, with the exception of the curtains, were all made out of pure gold. So the reflection was a good reflection to light up the entire place. So the light is lighting. As long as we walk in the light then the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. And what happens? We have fellowship with one another. See, when that is broken, fellowship is difficult to maintain. There must be a walking in the light. So as the light is shining upon that table, and upon that table is the bread, and it was a time to change it out, the priest would be eating it and partaking of the wine, a representation and a remembrance of foretelling what was going to happen when Jesus makes the new covenant for us. And it is both in his blood and it is in his flesh. And of course we see that he says you must eat and you must drink. And then it says in verse 38, And he said unto them, Why are you so troubled? The two disciples went and told the others, And why do you... Have thoughts arising in your heart. And basically, once again, 
they themselves had preconceived ideas and notions as what in the world just happened. Uh, Jesus just came in here and they couldn't figure out what it was. So what does Jesus do in verse 42 of chapter 24 of Luke? And they gave him a piece of fish, boiled, broiled fish, and a honeycomb. Verse 45, then he opened their understanding and that they might understand the scripture. And then when he is taken away from them, it says, and in verse 52, and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. So we see a pattern here. Communion there results in being in the light of the Holy Spirit, partaking of that bread, and that bread in reality is none other than Jesus himself. And at that point where we had and come in with our preconceived notions and ideas, he's able to enlighten us. But we must be walking in the light. Are you walking in the light? Walking enough for him to be able to show you when you partake of that bread, the fellowship and communion that is with the Father that is with the Son, and that is with the fellow believers in the body of Christ. Think on that. Ponder it. Meditate. Food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord bless you richly. Amen.